It's Tuesday, June 1st, and you are listening to Hanson Startup. Okay, welcome back to the show. Another edition of Hanson Startup Podcast. Today, Nick, we're all about the TechCrunch Disrupt Conference. Okay, that was this week. Um, just finished up uh, yesterday. Um, this is this is basically tech. They used to, they canceled TechCrunch Fifty. Yeah, this which is was Mike, Mike Harrington and Jason Calacanis. They've yeah. gone their separate ways. This is his new conference, TechCrunch Disrupt, and basically it was a cool mix. They still had a uh, they had what they call it the startup battlefield battlefield cool name and disrupts had, a cool name they too. had a hackathon in the beginning to get like a little either a company or a what yeah basically started over the weekend and trickled into wednesday yeah so th- I and mean, this was still TechCrunch at its roots um you know kind of breeding some new companies um they had the startup competition but they also had some uh Unlike TechCrunch 50, they they had some some good tech conversation, just a lot of guests and a lot of good talks. Yeah, that's why, I mean, basically they did have startup companies, but they didn't have 50. So the theme of this was disrupt, and that's Arrington's big thing about, like, dis, you know, tech, technology moves so quick. Um, markets, like industries, they get disrupted so quickly, um, and that's what, you know, that's what, like, the Internet's all about. Yeah, and this um, was a pretty good time to do it, too. A it lot was. of things have happened pretty recently. I don't... He kind of lucked out on that. I feel. Yeah, there's but, a lot of a lot of stories in the news. Obviously, with like from Facebook to Apple to Google's conference last week. Um, and then the cool, and I think the most disruptive thing about the whole thing was was simply that uh, it was in New York City. Yeah, you know, which it was on Silicon pace. Valley, which is, and I think that's one of the things. Um, you know, love or hate Mike Arrington, what he does like to, you know, he's very mindful of. Uh, of of disrupting things, you know, getting out of Silicon Valley. He moved to Seattle, um, you know, and I don't know all of his motivation for that, but I think one of the things was it, it's a big startup city. Yeah. Um, it's outside. He's done a lot in, in San Francisco and Silicon Valley, and uh, so I think he's trying to bring this uh, entrepreneur spirit to, like, other parts of the country. Yeah, which obviously New York is, uh, you know, a better place than most in the country. But yeah, but it would be great if that was the if there was a Silicon Valley East Coast kind I of. Completely and I think agree. That was kind of the the mindset behind that. Okay, so the people that he brought in for that's what was kind of cool. A lot of these fireside chats is what they were calling it. You know, um, they were he got a lot of good people to come and talk. Yeah, and, and a lot of kind of made it different. A lot of relevant people. 50. So just let's talk about a few of them. First of all, the big one is Carol Barth. Carol Barth, CEO of Yahoo, who is fiery. Yeah, he basically started off the conversation by saying, "Carol, I don't know if you've read what I did, but my last two articles were like, please pass the bomb, Carol, or something, <laughs> and uh, bring back Jerry Yang, <laughs> which are obviously." Very anti-Carol. Yeah, no, and that's not even how he started it. He uh, he started it by saying, "How the fuck are you?" <laughs> and for anyone who's Carol Bartz has a reputation of having like a foul mouth, so that was kind of a little poke right from the beginning. Yeah, and uh, the the discussion was it was like borderline heated, but like still in good taste. Yeah, and that's we'll probably touch on that. But Arrington actually did a pretty good job of keeping it. Uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Keep it professional. Keep it it was professional, but still in his style. I mean, he's yeah. he's kind of got a he has a reputation of kind of uh, getting in people's faces, and yeah. stirring so the pot. He definitely but jabbed her. He moderated. Being like, so what's Yahoo? What's the game plan? Yeah, and he was trying to figure out. I guess they had a big uh, uh, product position uh, slot available, and they filled it with some dude who. Arrington didn't think was exactly a great candidate, so he's kind of kept on trying to be like, okay, who's the, what's the soul of Yahoo? But he's still, the point of which Yahoo? is, I mean, that's what everyone wants to know. And she she dished it back too. No, which, she's uh, very. I mean, that's obviously led why to she the just, uh, the quote probably everyone's seen around the internet where she said, uh, "Fuck you, Mike Arrington." <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was still it was in good taste, and he he was professional. They were both professional about it, and uh, I think it was it was actually a good natured conversation. She like. I mean, her defense to all the, you know, he made a lot of good points, and there's a lot of questions about Yahoo, but uh, her, I mean, her response was basically, she's been there for a year, Yahoo is a huge company, way bigger than TechCrunch, yeah. um, it takes time to evolve it, yeah. and I think they do kind of have a plan, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not in love with Yahoo or the plan, but they are focusing on content. Well, and I think that's kind of her point, too, is like, look... You know, like, sure, we'd love to be the Facebook social network, but, like, that's not what we are at this point. And to be fair, she only came in, like, a year ago. Yeah. So she's doing what she can with what they have, and she kind of made that clear. Like, look, we're not going to, you know, like, make – we're not going to build the iPad. Yeah. We're not Facebook. We're not Google. They're not – yeah. I mean, they're – and she, she was very clear. These, these other things, they're going to outsource them. Yeah. Search. They're – you know, he, like – Pressed her about search because Yahoo still does tremendous search, but you know she she wasn't she didn't BS him. They're going to outsource that to Microsoft and focus on their uh, entertainment yeah. aspect. That's uh, their acquisition of uh, what's it called um, the that oh, I forget. They just acquired a company that does news stories. Um, oh, uh, AP do, content AP or yeah, they did generic news stories, but that I mean that confirms that. And you know she's obviously she's got a game plan. You you know you could say it's a crappy game plan. But. Yeah, well, I mean I think with again with what Yahoo is, it sounds like she at least through this conversation has a, a good idea of what they want to do. So I give that most fiery. I th- I, I'm going to label all these definitely. I thought uh, Jack Dorsey was on, um, and obviously he does. Uh, he was. One of the founders of Twitter, yep. the brainchilds of Twitter, and his new—we've talked a lot about his uh, his new venture, Square, which basically gives everyone the opportunity through their mobile phone to accept credit card payments, yeah, and transfer money. So he had a little video, and just like to think about it in this way, because at first you're like, uh, why would I need to take credit cards? It was like literally a video of all these different people accepting credit cards, and it was like a guy on the street selling his sofa. Yeah, like Craigslist or something. Yeah, you yeah. can, you know, pay through it that way. Like Farmer's Market, we've talked about. Like, yeah, we it just don't... opens it up to so many different things. Otherwise, he talked about it, and we've probably talked about it before. You have to get a merchant account, and you have to go through so many hoops. Yeah. This, you sign up, they send it to you for free, yeah. and then you pay 2.75% or something like you that. You pay standard credit card rates, but there's no monthly fees. I mean, this is like, this is a very, you know, going back to the theme of like disrupting markets and yeah. stuff this is very disruptive um in the talk mike asked him about uh this other engineer i forget his name 
who's starting a company that's basically it's called Simple Bank, Bank. Simple Bank, Bank Simple. Bank Simple. Yeah. It's basically a new business model for banks. He's starting it like a his own bank. Yeah. Which kind of is in the same conversation as this. Yeah, right? I think I mean the internet kind of I mean Mint did it, kind of you know originally, but the internet being involved with uh, taking your money and holding yeah. your money. I mean there, it's expanding like to these you know. Industries that have been traditionally dominated Bank. by banks. Google Bank. Yeah, I would totally put all my money in. But I, I mean, I yeah, I think he gets most disruptive or something. I mean, that's such a cool product. He did, uh, you know, a little showing of how to use it. He took Michael Arrington's money, um, and then he got uncomfortable when they asked Don Dodge to come up, and he didn't, and, and he <laughs> did after a while to give some money to a charity. Yeah, no, but, that's uh, cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm going to give the next one is going to be most uncomfortable to. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. Mike Harrington did a fireside chat with uh, three kind of, I mean, it was kind of a funny idea for bringing people up on stage. He was the founder of Daily Booth. It was a photo sharing site. Founder of 4chan. Which is a... Troll site. Yeah, you look it up. And then Chat Roulette, which is in the news. None of those companies, or those, those last two don't really need any explanation, but they're very, like, crazy, like, internet company. So the first thing, all four of these guys were pretty like passive. Three well, of these no, guys. and then who else? Did he brought up uh, also the oh some GE person. Yeah, so one a marketing uh, higher up from GE. Yeah, they didn't really seem to fit. Well, no, I, mean, they, I think that was the point. The point of this, and so he basically he brought up these. These are all sites. Uh, these other sites. They don't do any, basically the idea was they don't do any traditional marketing yet. Yeah. They're like, you know, 4chan is like one of the most popular websites and it's literally a very, it's like the most ghetto website ever. Um, so basically, you know, th these are, these are viral sites. Um, and Compared then, to a G, which pumps in. Yes. And then G is like millions of dollars. Basically, they're like anti-innovative. Yeah. So I'm not sure if, I don't know if uh, this was a setup. To be like, oh, GE person, come on my show, and then oh, you just happen to be on the panel with of these the, random people with these like, and the, all these kids were like under like twenty five. Yeah, the chat roulette kid stood out. He's I like mean, what sixteen or he's something. like sixteen. He's like Russian or something like that. So every question they asked, like, it took a very long time for him to answer. So I don't know if this is a setup or if the if GE is just open to exploring new things. Yeah, but the I mean the the message was clear. This is you know another. Going back to the theme of disrupt, I mean, like he basically phrased that as her, like, like, uh, or would you be willing to experiment with like any advertising? And then her answer it was a good answer. You know, she's a they're GE is they're they're exploring new things, but they're you know they're old school. They're a B two B company, yeah. So they're not uh, aiming at consumers, so they can't really yeah go take the same. And I think around it being disruptive too. I mean, I don't know if it was to set up like you said. But I think Mike Arrington, he was like, he didn't, it was uncomfortable because like he didn't really lead the conversation incredibly well. Yeah. Like he, you know, waited for pauses and kind of let those play out. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of awkward. Yeah. Interesting. It, had the potential to be very interesting, but I think it accomplished what he wanted it to accomplish, but it was weird. Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, these chats were interesting because they, they did, they kind of pushed the envelope and, and sometimes, but they were also very hit and miss. Yeah. Like some of these conversations were like really boring. I was going to give that kind of at the end, my summary of it, but yes, I would agree with that statement. One that, I mean, there was lots of Facebook talk Yeah, all over the place. They talked some, you know, a little bit about privacy. They talked a little bit about 
where it's going and stuff like that. Um, another interesting conversation was also kind of built around. Oh, actually, the the Facebook uh, conversation they had. Uh, they had Sean Parker. Sean Sean Parker, who the founder of Napster, who was actually at one time Silicon the Valley president. Badass. That's right. He was one time the president of Facebook. Yeah. And he's like basically the he's one of the only people to like who has has worked closely with Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and st- and has maintains a good relationship with him. Yep. So he's so he was very interesting to hear him talk about Facebook. And then they had an author of uh, the He'd, Facebook Effect who spent two years with Facebook. Yeah, and and basically this is the like Zuckerberg supported uh, book about Facebook. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, uh, again, they didn't dive into as much as I was hoping they would. But uh, I mean, it was interesting to see everybody's been anti-Zuckerberg this entire time, especially media people, you know. Yeah. And obviously, these are people who have worked a little bit closer with him and said like he's not an evil dude. Yeah. You know, and which is when always he was been, nineteen. That's... It was a project that had yeah five hundred thousand people compared to five hundred million. And yeah, and that's always been our take on it. And I mean, it was very clear they thought you know he's he's not he's not evil. He's he's trying to build something great. Sometimes that means he's going to impose his will yeah. on people, but it's a given. We've talked about that too with other companies doing it all the time, most uh, notably Apple. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a panel uh, about mobile with uh, head uh, Vic Guntra from Google, uh, some... Uh, was Chris it? somebody. He was the like, privacy czar of Facebook and uh, Dennis Crowley of Foursquare. Yeah, and this was like the worst panel ever. Terrible panel. These guys like they just towed the the PR line the whole way, and there was Arrington kept on trying to like prod them and get them get some interesting conversation. Well, I, you know, and I think what stood out too, uh, I'm gonna find this uh, Facebook guy's name so they get it right, but is uh, yeah, they didn't say like anything off the cuff. They were, you know, this was like total anti Carol Bartz. Yeah, yeah. And like the Facebook guy was just like so PR, and he was he was boring. He was just really yeah. really boring, especially at a time you know where Facebook is in hot water, and they could come out and be charismatic and you know say like, hey, we're paying attention to everybody. Like he he looked like a robot. Yeah. He kind of reminded me of what everybody thinks Zuckerberg is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just keep quiet and don't say He's anything. like a Zuckerberg clone or something. And, you know, why even go on the panel? Yeah. Uh, another cool thing um, about uh, the conferences, they had, like, for example, they had, they had Bloomberg was there, Mayor Bloomberg. Yeah, they had a lot and, of interesting uh, people. And he just talked about how entrepreneurship was so was so important and to the city of New York City, and he he's uh, supporting it. There he is. Chris Cox, Chris VP Cox. product. <laughs> um, and then uh, they also had Charlie Rose, who obviously does his from PBS. Yeah. Who, uh, I don't know if, I think we've talked about it. He has a lot of great technology guests on his show. He does. Um, and he's, for, for an old timer, an old time media guy, he is like, goes out of his way to try to understand new technology. Um, and he's based in New York City, so he actually it was cool. He did he a show. Pete Southfield. Yeah. Our friend actually works on the show. Um he he did his show at Disrupt. Yeah, I know. Um, definitely very impressive. I mean, uh, it's been happening for a little bit, but this also, you know, kind of continued the idea that like mainstream and technology stuff is like really clashing. Yeah, you know, like the iPad and everything like that. Yeah, obviously. for sure. But these things are starting yeah, to become more, more than they had before. For sure, and uh, yeah, overall, I think it was. I mean, I think it was a cool conference. Yeah, a couple um, things. Sure. 
one, like we kind of said, it, it, some of the fireside chats were miss. It was hit and miss. The questions were, I mean, they didn't ask very many questions. And mm-hmm. it seemed like there's a lot of weird pauses. And I don't know if it was because of the panels, you know, a few people on the panels. Or I was hoping the Aaron team was going to push a little bit more. Because when he did, it was fascinating. Yeah, well, it's and it's also... Arrington has a sense of humor that's kind of like, like sometimes it goes over some of these guys' heads, or I think that's true, you know, or they just don't mesh. Like yeah. with Car- Carol Bartz, it's a perfect give and take. With Vic Gunder too, I give and him with credit. Vic, yeah, but with a lot of uh, but some of these, like I don't know, some of the like, robots, some of the robotic uh, tech people, it's just it's not a good. Like he doesn't know how to interview. Or he's not he's not a good fit for like uh, I don't know the chat roulette kid or something. Yeah, because I think they get uncomfortable and don't really know how to. Yeah, and if he and if he loads a question with lots of sarcasm, it comes off weird. Um, Nick, let me ask you one question. Mike Arrington, obviously great for this. He's the face of TechCrunch. Yeah. Face of this thing. The other MC, Eric Schoenfield, who's a he's a TechCrunch. Uh, he must be one of the. Yeah, I mean, he, he writes a lot Good of articles. Good writer. I, I got no problem. I, I love writing. his articles, but he's a terrible MC. Ugh. He reminds me of like a, a nerdy, really like like a tech version of Tom Green. Like he's really uncomfortable. But not funny. <laughs> and not as funny. But like just the way like uh, like if if someone, if they were going to, if you were going to get this like reenacted for a movie or something, Tom Green would definitely play Eric Schoenfield. He's just like... Every time he introduced someone, he would just kind of wander onto the stage and just mumble. He would just be like, "Okay, and next." Uh, I think we're gonna have somebody. Uh, I think we're gonna. Is, uh, is Vic uh, is Vic Guntra in the audience? Uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, talking to myself. Uh, I'm yeah. Just gonna, and he would just kind of wander around the stage. He was not a good MC. No personality Stick whatsoever. To or he was really nervous or something. I don't know, but. But Not it made weird. the whole thing kind of weird. Don't you think? I mean, that's where... It's like every every talk kind of got off to like a really slow start because it was just yeah. like him kind of like mumbling and someone in. This is where I'll say, great conference. Mike Arrington, obviously, you know, very good at this. It's where Jason Calacanis is the number two man comes yeah, in. Because you don't have to... It's a one-two punch. Arrington and then Schoenfield. Uh, like we, every time we were like, oh, I hope Mike Arrington's doing this chat. Oh, I hope it's not Eric Schoen. Yeah, when he was interviewing, it was, it was awful. Um, the other thing I'll say is uh, I heard I heard great things about, like, it was, it was really well run, great Wi-Fi, like, uh, very professional run conference. Basically, yeah. people said people who were there said it was... Pretty well organized. Yeah. Um, so that's basically... And I think they're going to do it twice a year now, too. So oh, the really? next one's in September in San Francisco. Oh, perfect. So, I mean, that's cool that a lot more of these things are... And if Jason Calacanis does his own, yeah. there's going to be yeah, a few more twice tech a year, They can be in different year. places. Love it. Okay. That's uh, that's it for the show. Keep checking the website, hansonstirrup.com. <laughs>